What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Listening to Java Chats with Dr. Sandy, your personal brew of life with a teaspoon of medicine. Real women, real life, real chats. Hello, all, and welcome back to another edition of Java Chats with Dr. Sandy. Today is Election Day in the United States, Tuesday, November 3rd, and today can be quite stressful with all the speculation surrounding the election results and the actual result. Some of us may be quite relieved and others not so much and others just happy that the election is over. I don't know about you, but this election cycle has been exhausting. I can't even imagine how the two candidates might feel and they're not that young either. In the last episode, My Vote Still Counts, we discussed the history of the suffrage movement and how voting may be beneficial to our health. Today, I wanted to chat about the state of happiness and how happiness affects our health and well-being. Like I said, today can be quite stressful for some, and exploring happiness may be much needed, particularly this week. So get yourself a cup of something warm that makes you happy, and let's begin. So what is happiness, really? It's an interesting question. This reminds me of my 7th grade math teacher, and I, I don't know why, of all the lessons he taught me in math, this is the one thing I do remember so many years later. I think he was having a bad day when at the beginning of class one day he randomly said that he was getting a divorce and that we should just remember that happiness doesn't always happen and that happiness is just made up of fleeting moments. Those were his words, not mine. I have no idea what the math lesson was about, but I do remember that vividly and it stayed with me all those years. At the time, I remember feeling like, wow, how, how sad it must be for him to not be happy all the time. I'm happy, well, of course, said by a seventh grader who had a very supportive family and an untainted future. I had no idea what all of this really meant. Now I do. I don't know if at the time he was telling us that life's a bitch and then you die or enjoy the happy moments as they come. I do recall his flat, a matter of fact expression. And then he went on to some math thing. It's funny the things that kids remember. I could say at least I was paying attention to something that day, right? Over the years, though, I have thought about what he said, and I have thought about happiness and the emotions involved, and that happiness is so individual and so unique for everyone. Regardless, we can agree that is a wonderful feeling and a feeling that is universally sought. I haven't met anyone who says, I just never want to be happy. Yes, we may know people that are not as optimistic as others and dwell in the negative, but they're not consciously saying that that is what they desire. For the most part, people around the world want to be happy. Over the centuries, philosophers, psychologists, artists, writers, and musicians, and others have tried to define happiness. And there's even a branch of psychology called positive psychology dedicated to studying what a positive mood is and how happiness can be achieved. Positive psychology, that, that's interesting, actually. And I don't think it's talked about much. Especially in these, quote, unprecedented times, it may be more needed than ever. 
Professor Martin Siegelman of the University of Pennsylvania is credited with launching the modern field of positive psychology. The premise of this field is that psychology focuses too much on disease, disorders, and deficits rather than on strengths and the meaningfulness of life. Positive psychology is a school of thought devoted to understanding what leads people and communities to flourish and succeed. Did you know that Finland and Denmark are considered to be the happiest countries in the world? What are they doing and can we have some too? In preparing for this chat, I came upon a definition of happiness, which I believe seems to sum up what happiness is in a neat, understandable package. In her 2007 book, The How of Happiness, positive psychology researcher Sonia Luberminski describes happiness as the experience of joy, contentment, or positive well-being combined with a sense that one's life is meaningful and worthwhile. I like this meaning because it encompasses one state of mind as well as one state of purpose. And without getting too philosophical, the purpose of something, that is, the reason that we feel and the manner in which we act in a situation counts. So what is the purpose of happiness and why do we want to be happy? Overall, the purpose of happiness is a worldwide phenomenon. People from all over the world and all corners of the world, like I said, want to be happy. And people are different, so they may have their own take on what happiness means to them, like wealth, health, family, the basics, life, food, shelter, life, etc. If you ask 100 people the question of what happiness means to them, you might get 100 different answers depending on their age, their current emotional, economical, and physical condition. Try it. Ask a few people what happiness really means to them, but first ask yourself what happiness means to you and how your definition of happiness has changed over time. In addition to the mentioned definition, I read an article out of Psychology Today pointing out that happiness may be based on curiosity, the ability to tolerate risk, change, and anxiety in discovering new facets of one's life. It is the balance between momentary pleasure and longer-term striving goals, supporting the failures as well, accepting things as they come and seeing the big picture rather than getting stuck in the details. It is living with mindfulness, meaning, and purpose. This take on the meaning of happiness is based on the theory that happiness causes certain actions rather than happiness resulting from those actions. Overall, I like this, and I believe this is a healthier way of viewing happiness, one that we may be more in control of things than we give ourselves credit for. Happiness is not the end goal, but the start and the process as well. Are people born happy? Notice how some people seem to be naturally more optimistic, positive, and content, and according to the psychology reviews, genetics and environmental influences play a role. The article points out that our genes may influence happiness the most. Behavioral psychologists attribute 50% of happiness to genetics, 10% to life circumstances, and 40% to personal choice. And even if people aren't born with a bright outlook, committing to improving one's state of happiness may help, which explains the environmental influence. That is, being around a happy environment and being around happier people makes us happier. The author summarized the notion of happiness in what might be referred to as the pillars of happiness for creating a joyful life. The pillars, that is, the foundation, include the following with my own personal take on them. The first is meaning, like what is the meaning of what one is achieving, the meaning of your feelings, the why and the how, and how is this meaning generated towards the world? Do we perform our daily life with meaning or do we just go through the motions? You know, same thing, different day. 
Or if things are similar from day to day, how do we feel different about them and about their different outcomes? What do we do to derive meaning at the moment and appreciate the importance of that instant? Next is authenticity. How real are we really? How genuine are we in delivering to others and most importantly to ourselves? Do we feel like imposters or do we say and are who we say we are? It's a look in the mirror. And what do you see? Because that's what others may see despite our wanting to depict something different. And it can be exhausting being a poser and this can have consequences on our health and well-being. Another thing that is mentioned in the literature is living according to your own values and sticking with them. It's not easy being you and some days are harder than others. But being the most authentic to your values, ideals, and not wavering from them or steered by the masses, that is not being influenced by peer pressure, seems to make people happier. I guess there's only one you, so you might as well enjoy being true to yourself. This is followed by gratitude, in that it is being thankful for the things we have, the feelings that we feel, and the gratitude about our health and daily being. And I I get it. Sometimes it can be hard, especially when money is tight, health is on the line, unemployment is real, and things seem dark. I had a patient recently, a 100-year-old lady by the name of Charlotte, that had a fall and broke her arm. She's sharp, funny, and full of wisdom. She remarkably had no pain despite being operated on and had external pins sticking out of her arm, and she was not able to bear weight through her dominant arm. But every time I would see her, she would greet me with a smile. And I asked her once, how are you so happy all the time? Her response, easy. What good would it be and what good would it do to be sad? Being happier is easier and I like to smile. I'm 100 years old. I'm grateful for the good that I've had. And that helps me cope with the not so pleasant. So after hearing this, I just stood there and listened. It's funny how in medicine it is the patient who teaches the doctor, and sometimes it has nothing to do with medication at all. It has to do more with life. After spending my time with her, I am grateful for that conversation and for her words. And then every time I left her room to top it off, she was the one thanking me. Go figure. The next pillar mentioned is composition. Happiness includes the ability to acknowledge and embrace every emotion, even unpleasant ones. It involves seeing the big picture rather than getting stuck in the details, living, and it is living with mindfulness. I suppose this relates to one's composure and how control of a situation one feels. Feeling in controls of one's life, one's circumstances, and the outcomes helps with feeling satisfied. For happy people, even the worst events will not make them unhappy, at least not permanently. A happy person usually has the skills to navigate things about their circumstances. It is thought that our circumstances account for about 10% of our happiness. It is how we react that counts and our attitude is what influences our mood the most. And happiness can buffer against disappointments. Next is generosity and the meaning of the act of giving. They say it is better to give than to receive as it promotes personal joy and overall health. Notably, there's a release of dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin that helps boost mood and counters the stress hormones as one gives and is altruistic. Volunteer action and helping is good for the soul and good for our health. And what are the health benefits of happiness? Well, plenty. Overall, the feeling of happiness and feeling of joy can improve your health, benefit heart health, reduce inflammation, reduce blood pressure, reduce the likelihood of suffering from a stroke, and reduce chronic pain.
And can food help? Certainly. Certain foods can strengthen the gut microbes that support mental health, such as fish, high omega-3 fatty acids, and vegetables. According to studies, happier people are almost twice as likely to eat more fresh vegetables than people who state that they are not happy. Eating more produce actually automatically improves your health over eating a diet high in processed food. When you tend to eat better, you tend to end up with more energy. Eating better, moving more, feeling happy will also increase your ability to fight off illness and disease because it improves your immunity. Also, exercise prompts the body to release endorphins and hormones that may relieve pain and boost pleasure. You know, the runner's high. People who are happier are also said to live longer. Or if not, they are at least better to deal with the consequences of their medical conditions. Also, if you're happy, you'll have a lot less to keep you up at night to worry about, and therefore you'll end up with less stress. However, it goes further than that because happy people tend to report less stress even when they're facing stressful things. Due to the strength that happiness gives you, you'll actually experience less stress. So having said that, I do not mean to minimize the effects of mental illness. That is real too. And this is treated with medications, counseling, support, and definitely a chat for the future as well. There are several myths about happiness, and people may believe that certain accomplishments such as marriage, wealth, will bring lasting happiness, and that adverse experiences such as divorce or disease will always bring sadness. The research I read points out that bursts of happiness and sadness tied to specific life events may be short-lived, like, I'll be happy when I get married, or I will never recover from this or that. That is always not the case, and people reportedly return to their baseline of happiness. Likewise, people may not always be the best judge of character in predicting or anticipating their future happiness. Sometimes we tend to overestimate how joyous or upsetting events will be. For example, after we break up with someone, we may miss them years later only to remember the good parts of the relationship or even romanticizing about it, forgetting the reason or minimizing the cause of the breakup. Our mind plays those tricks on us. We often hear of celebrities remarrying each other only to get divorced yet again. People either tend to recall the best part or the worst part of events instead of the whole part. This thinking may be easier to cope with in some ways. Another myth that is pointed out is that being happy doesn't always mean being sad. That is not necessarily true. Sometimes challenges in life can lead us to positive change which may result in more happy moments. Making new choices is not easy, takes courage and commitment, and can be stressful because the result of choices is is the unknown and that can be daunting. But it's the choices that we make that define us. You can choose or not choose and you're still choosing. You may think that happiness is about reaching your goals too, but that's not it. People may often say things like, I'll be happy when. When I achieve this, when I achieve that, when I get this, when I get that. But then you're probably may not be likely to be happy either. You can be happy today before you reach your goals too, while you can also be happy while you're on the path to reach those goals. It's honestly more about the day-to-day living and not just the moments. It's about the process as well. Another myth is about being wealthy and happy. Money helps bring people out of despair and poverty and make, make life a little bit easier to cope with, which helps, particularly if one is struggling, but it doesn't guarantee eternal happiness. 
There's this new Justin Bieber song called Lonely about how he was rich and famous as a kid, but he was so lonely and unfulfilled. He did a good job with the song in pointing out that money and fame doesn't buy you happiness. It just might make life a little easier, though. Another myth that is pointed out in the literature is that happiness decreases with age, but this may not be the case either. Happiness can blossom for different people at different ages, and we're particularly since we're all in different circumstances and at different stations and societal as well as personal factors do have an impact. Bottom line, though, there are ways to find happiness, and it's up to us to find it. Happiness may grow with age and evolves over eight different ages with different experiences and may have highs and lows throughout one's life. So enjoy life and its moments as they may come. Maybe my math teacher was right after all. So how about children and their happiness? After all, as parents, we want our children to be happy. What may make children happier is a sense of belonging, independence, quality time with family. In adolescence, more time with friends, sports, volunteering, being less alone, less screen time, and more sleep. These days, many kids and teens are sleep deprived, and this impacts their mood and thus their, and thus their level of happiness. So if being happy is so healthy, how do we become happier? What's the magic formula? No magic pill for this one, though. Sad to say. There is no one-size-fits-all formula to happiness, but achieving happiness daily is important. Steps to achieve happiness may include becoming more optimistic, that is, that is reframing the brain. Train the brain to appreciate and learn optimism. If you make a mistake, don't beat yourself up over it. Use it as an opportunity to succeed the next time. Use it as a teaching moment. Be thankful and appreciate the things that you do have. Find satisfaction in the things surrounding you and reflect on what you're grateful for. Be authentic as this also fosters self-esteem and well-being. Mindfulness can also lead to happiness. Remember episode two, Can We Be Honest Past the Sugar? where we chatted about how being honest with ourselves helps to define how we can achieve satisfaction and growth. Well, focusing on the present moment and observing thoughts and emotions without judgment, acknowledging our feelings helps. Having a social network of friends helps whether you're married or not. And having a job that is engaging and fulfills certain personal requirements as a job being satisfying and meaningful impacts success and happiness. So in wrapping up for today on what may be considered a stressful day for the country and ourselves, I leave you with some Java Bean suggestions on how to regain happiness, some of which I learned as well. One, consider keeping a gratitude journal. Writing things down increases happiness and an old-fashioned letter and old-fashioned letter writing should make a comeback because that can also produce happiness. Two, explored mindfulness, a sense of calm that creates inner peace. Three, Shift attention from the negative to the positive. Four, enjoy those small fleeting moments of happiness. Remember those energy boosts. Five, if you can, stay away from situations that may be toxic or negative. Six, avoid downplaying successes. Enjoy your success. They're yours. You've earned them. Be proud of them. Seven, do not engage in all or non-thinking. It's okay to think in shades and in colors. Eight, Helping others is social activity. Just like the song says, when you smile, the whole world smiles. It's true because you are actually triggering mirror neurons. Both the giver and the receiver can directly impact the other's brains in a positive way, and both people end up smiling. So try smiling more, and even if you're by yourself, keep smiling. I also have a few Java quotes I wanted to share. 
The first, happiness can be found even in the darkness of times if only one remembers to turn on the light. A quote from Albus Dumbledore of Harry Potter. The second one, the reason adults should look as though they're having fun is to give kids a reason to want to grow up. That one's by Patch Adams. Another one by Patch Adams. I'd like to think that the most revolutionary act that you can commit in our society today is to be happy. Thank you for listening. And if you like what you hear, share and tag me and also send a like on my Instagram face and Facebook. Truly appreciate it. Until next time. Thank you for choosing Java Chats with Dr. Sandy as your personal brew. Real women, real life, real chats. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.